Glory to God. God is good. Well, again, it's just an absolute honor to have my family here today, and, and uh, family's a great thing. Amen? Um, you realize that there's no perfect family, right? You, you, you figured that out at your, in your family, right? Now, you won't tell anybody that, but you figured that out. There's no perfect family. And I tell you what, one of the greatest places to live in forgiveness and to live in compassion and having a heart for other people is in your family. There's not a, there, 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 things don't profit and advance in your life when you're just good to people that are good to you. I'm not saying the family's not good to you, but sometimes in family relationships, because everybody knows you so well, you know, people can just irritate you and get on your bad side, you know? But it, that's the greatest place to forgive people and to look beyond them and, and in spite of them and you, to live in the love of God and, and experience that love and connection within your family. Some, there's something amazing about family. And I'm so grateful for mine. Just a piece of them are here today. So grateful for them and that they're here to be a part of this service today. Um, I'm just concluding in a real short period of time uh, our series on God, the pursuit of mankind. All of man is pursuing God. Um, We think about this day, this past week, and this day leading up to Easter, our resurrection weekend, we think about all that Jesus accomplished. But it wasn't just that Jesus died during this time. It wasn't just that he died, that he went to hell, that he rose on the third day, that he ascended up on high. He finished everything for us. It's not just about that. Because all of that is about what happened after everything was finished. The purpose and the reason that Jesus came to the earth, the the, the Father gave the best of heaven for you and I, but he gave the best of heaven with a purpose, with a plan. He had you and I in his sights when he gave his only son. He had you and I. So there's more than us just living and reflecting on what Jesus did. And I'm telling you, Jesus wants us to look at it this way. You think, well, you know, are you downplaying what Jesus accomplished? Absolutely not. I'm telling you that what he wants you and I to be living in and focused on, we can reflect on what he did. We're we're grateful. How how many have ever watched The Passion of the Christ? Isn't that a great visual of what happened to Jesus? We can look at that, but don't watch that every day. You know what I'm saying? Don't watch that every day. Don't, don't, don't lay, allow your, your, your reminders to be just stuck on that because he wants you to be stuck on what he came for. And I'm telling you today, all of mankind is pursuing God whether they know it or not. And today I, I want to end with several thoughts about how you and I, it's important that you and I engage in, in what Jesus left for us to do on this, on this earth. And you know what? If you stop and think about it, um, the percentages of Christians, don't, don't take this, I'm not, this isn't a negative, don't take it in a negative way because it's not. But the, percentage, the percentages of Christians on planet earth today are less than they were 10 years ago. Less people are saved or say that they're saved on planet earth than there was 10 years ago. But the earth is growing by leaps and bounds. 
And all that means is there's 60% of the people out there that need you. So there's a lot of work. Can you say amen? amen? There's a lot of work. Listen to me. If people, if people don't love you, if they don't like you, they won't like your God. Amen. Well, you know, yeah, but that guy, you know, you've got to get rid of that. Actually, what I've learned is, over the last 40 years, I've learned that God sends me to the people that grate on me. And he's not just sending me to them because they grate on me, their personalities grate on me. He's sending me to them for me to get better. And God wants you to get better day by day. He created us to see all of mankind saved. Does the Bible say that God, I'm asking you, because see, all that matters is what the Bible says. And does the Bible say that God desires for a certain group of people to be saved and another group not? Bible says, now you, can, you can quote something that, that's not correct and say it's the Bible when it's not, but that's not what I want. I want what the Bible says. And the Bible says, it's God's desire that all men come to the saving knowledge and nobody perish. Okay? If that's the will of God, then he's got the plan. Okay? What we've got to do is tap the plan. Yeah, but what about those people? That's your problem. You've been listening to too much CNN, you know, and, or this group or that group or this, the right side or the left side. I, I don't care what side it is. You've been listening to too many people because God's got the plan for all people to be saved. Well, but yeah, there's a scripture in there that talks about, you know, that there'll be people that aren't. Yeah, but that's not our, that's not our deal. Our deal is to see all people saved. And if you stay busy making sure that the people in your world are getting connected to God because they like you, because you're shutting all this crap down in you, and you're not going to be competitive, and you're not going to play games over here, and you're not going to do all this kind of stuff, but you're going to be focused on seeing people liberated, it's, it's amazing what can happen. It's amazing what can happen and how humanity can be liberated. Amen? So, if... Look at, look at John, uh, first, not John, but First John. Look at First John 4. First John 4 and verse 8. Just very simply, verse 8. First John 4 and 8. First John 4, 8. You don't have to go any farther to figure out what people are looking for. They're looking for God. Okay? And if they're looking for God, then they're looking for what 1 John 4, 8 says. Let's all read it together. Look at it. He who does not love does not, what? Know God. For God is love. Right? So, what people are looking for is to be loved. But to be loved with the God kind of love. They're looking to be loved with the God type of love. Not the man kind of love, but the love of God. But, but God is love. He's not, God, God doesn't just love, he is love. And if, if all of humanity is pursuing God, what they're pursuing is love. They want to be loved. People do. So where's that going to come from? The scripture, and I'll read it again in a minute, that Brian mentioned earlier. Jesus in the garden. 
Father, if there be any other way, not my will, but your will be done. There's three things in that passage of Scripture that Jesus accomplished that we're to get a clue of and accomplish the same thing for the good of other mankind, but not in our own ability, but in his strength and ability that he gave us in what he accomplished. Three things. The first is we have to understand that that was, first and foremost, the ultimate sacrifice of any human being ever. Father, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but yours be done. The second thing we got to realize is that the will of Jesus and the will of the Father were not the same. How could Jesus' will and the Father's will not be the same? I don't know, but the Bible said so. Jesus said himself, if there be any other way. And the third thing is this, and it's, it, it, I'm reminded of it when I read this passage, and it's found, I think, in John 2, and it was the beginning of Jesus' ministry, the account of it through the Apostle John, and he, and, and in that account, Jesus and his disciples were invited to the marriage feast, this wedding, and and the servants in that wedding, they ran out of wine, and they didn't know what to do. And Jesus' mother told them to get pots to fill them up with water, and and Mary told Jesus about it, and he said, "Wait, wait, wait, it's not my time yet, but evidently it was because she told the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And you know what? Jesus never forgot those words of his mother. Because in the garden, here he is. And in the garden, he's saying, Lord, what I'm going to have to go through for Bert Wimberley, I don't know if I can handle it. What I'm going to have to go through for Dale Lamond, I don't know if I can handle it. What I'm going to have to go through for this person and that person and this one and that one, all these people, I don't know if I can handle it. Jesus was having second thoughts. But here's what happened. The greatest act of submission that the world has ever known. He submitted to someone else's will even when he didn't feel like it. You and I were created to submit to the will of the Father in dealing with people in humanity out here, even when we don't feel like it and we don't like it and we don't like people and situations. We're to submit to the will of the Father. And what is that? Whatever He tells you to do, do it. I've seen some people won over into the kingdom of God through me choosing to do what I didn't want to do time and time and time and time again. Time won't permit for me to tell you all the stories of people that I've sown into when I didn't want to, done something kind when I didn't want to. I'm not talking about, you know, saying, okay, I'll go preach to him. No, 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 no. No, first they got to like you. See, they're not ready for your God until they like you. See, because they got to have somebody to help them to walk this journey out. See, don't bring them to the pastor. You work it. You walk them out. Did you hear me? 
I'm not saying you can't bring people to me. I'm saying, you know, we've got to be responsible for this. They've got to like you, and then they've got to want to be around you, and then you can tell them about your God. But until, I've learned real quickly, I learned way back, until people like me, and they like things about me, and then they know why I do the things that I do because of the God that I serve, until they can grasp a hold of that, they're not ready for my God. In most situations. And I got lots of people on my list of, that I'm believing God for and those kind of things. But you just got to love them. See, because what people are after is love. Th- think of this verse. I, I, think, I think this verse is 2 Timothy 1.12. I think. Just popped in my head. But think of this. The Apostle Paul said to Timothy, he said... I know in whom I have believed. He didn't say, I know in what I believe. He said, I know in whom I have believed. Do we have that? No, I didn't give it to him. I know in whom I have believed. For you to connect to what I'm talking about this morning, you have to know him. Not just know about him. Not just know things that he said. You can come in here and hear me preach things, and you can say, well, you know, Pastor Bert said that, and that's okay for a while, but sooner or later, it's got to be, no, God said that. See, I I realize that, and that's truth because of what God said. I see it right here. Is God love? I'm asking you, is God love? Really? Is God love? Really? Is God love? Some of you are starting to second guess that because I'm acting like uh, it's a trick question. Is God love? God is love because he said it. It don't matter whether anybody else believes that or not. And we're not here to try to convince people that that's who God is. They've got to see it in us. They've got to see us sacrifice and lay our life down and allow submission to the will of God and his plan for it in a given situation, see that come to pass so that the end result will be the exact same end result that it was with Jesus. He laid his life down and he got me. Hmm? He got you. One time, I'll just give you some names. I don't have time for the stories. One time, I laid my life down for Helen Burns. And Helen Burns got saved. And a few months later, Helen Burns died in a car wreck when a drunk guy killed her. But Helen Burns got saved. You don't even know who Helen Burns is. But I sacrificed for Helen Burns when I didn't want to. And I was nice to her when she was mean to me. And not just mean, but ugly. And she had ugly eyes. And she said ugly things to me. But I laid my life down for Helen Burns and I'll see Helen Burns in heaven. See, because it wasn't about, well, you know, she's treating me so bad, God. (laughs) And I tell you, you know what? We've not been taught how to do this. Now, we we are now. We are now. The body of Christ is teaching this. Thank God for it. Can you say amen? Amen. 
But most people weren't taught how to love like this. We were taught to protect ourselves. Put these little protections around us and you know, you, you, you don't know what people are going to do, man. You got to protect yourself. No, God's got your front. He's got both sides. He's got your back. He's got the top of you. He's got your feet. I mean, he's got you everywhere. Amen? We don't have to protect ourselves. We weren't created to do that. We were created to do what he did. He laid his life down. The ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate act of submission, and his willingness to do what the Father said. How many times in the scriptures do we have a count? He probably said it tons more. How many times in scripture do we have a count where he said, I did not come to this earth to do the, my own will, but only the will of the one that sent me. I only do what I hear and I see him do. And how do you do that? As Apostle Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. Not in what I believe, not in that I think it says that. And I, well, I heard somebody preach that. Well, thank God you heard somebody preach it, but take it in, pull it in, and make it a part of you so that you know personally. Signs, wonders, and miracles are to happen in the earth, not through people that stand behind pulpits, through every human being, because God created us that way. But listen to me. Sometimes what we call signs and wonders are real wonders. You know, sometimes a sign and a wonder can be just in the fact that you told somebody have a good day and it created a tear because nobody's ever done that for them. You see what I'm saying? We just have to be open to do whatever he tells you to do. Whatever God tells us to do. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to Jesus. Matthew 5. Two more passages and I'm done. Matthew 5 and verse 13. And I want to read this out of the message. I really like the wording right here. Let me tell you why you're here. Anybody like that? You're here to be salt seasoning that brings people out, that that brings out the what flavors? God flavors, the love flavors. The love flavors in the earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste loveliness? So, what do you have to ask God? Man, I'm I'm constantly asking God, okay, God, how do I be salty? I've been sweating today, and I can just taste some salt from my sweat. How, that's not what he's talking about. How do I, how do I remain, how do I become salty? How do I remain salty? Because if you lose the saltiness, then people can't see the loveliness of God. See, because where is God? He's in me. See, yeah, yeah, God's in heaven, but, but through the person of the Holy Spirit, he lives and resides on the inside of me. Right? And so if, he's, if God's in me, if he's in me, then, then I've got to let the God flavors come out of me through the love, not through the selfishness. And it takes asking God, God, how do I sacrifice? So, Lord, could it be that what Pastor Bird said on Sunday, that you go to work on Monday and you're looking at this person that, you know, you can't even, you, you, you've, you've ignored them every time you walk by them for 17 years at work? Could it be that what Pastor Burt said that you're telling me? Remember, it's not what I tell you to do. 
I'm telling you how to go to God and find out what he tells you to do. That if you just do everything he tells you to do, he'll work it all out. You know, you know what will happen? All the earth will get saved. See, the plan is, if you, we just do what he says, then the whole world will get saved. I mean, you know, I've got, surely I've got a minimum of 35 to 40 more years here. Minimum, surely. I have 35, 35 to 40 more years. I'm 25 now, so it, surely at least that, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so, so I, I've got that time, and, and could the whole earth be saved in that period of time? I mean, is there anything impossible with God? Could people come to that saving knowledge? You know what? I've got friends that are, that are part of other religions, other, you know, world religions that are Buddhist or Muslims or, or whatever. I've got friends that way. And see, they're, they're on my friend list. And I pray for them. And, and, and I don't preach to them. They can't handle my God. Number one, they don't even like my God. First and foremost, they got to like me. But could it happen that my Muslim and Buddhist friends or different ones that, that I have in my life, could those people become saved? You'll never know if you become unsalty. You lose your saltiness. You'll never know because then the flavors can't flow. They're not flowing from heaven. They're flowing. Heaven's in you and flowing out of you. Do you know how important that you are to this whole plan? And if we won't deal with our selfishness and bitterness and unforgiveness and attitudes that we have toward other people by practicing on people that we don't want to practice on, it'll never change. I can just tell you right now. 25, 30 years from now, we'll be in the same boat in this country or worse, probably worse than we are today. But what's saving this nation and the nations of the world God. Love. Love in me, coming out of me. Can you say amen? Come on, give God praise for that. <clears throat> give, 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 me the last, give me the last piece of that verse. Where was I? Ah, there it was. I, I, like, the, I like the word garbage there at the end. <clears throat> if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness or loveliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. What usefulness? What we were put here. What, what did it say? Let me tell you why you're here. This is why you're here. Hmm? Everybody say, look, look, look at your neighbor. I know you don't like to do this, but just do it this one time for me. Okay? I repent for doing it ahead of time. But look, 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 look at the person next to you and say, you look salty. <laughs> okay, you're looking salty, baby. Looking salty. Come on, Danny, you're looking salty, baby. You're looking salty. I, I see it. I see your eyes. <clears throat> okay, next verse. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. Bringing out the God colors. Let's think about that. God, what does that scripture mean? Go to God, ask him. God, what, what does that mean to bring out the God colors? I, you created me to bring out your colors to the earth. How, how, how are we going to do that? You got to get it from God. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. And you begin to see, I don't know, maybe you begin to see a rainbow over Starbucks. 
as you're driving through the Starbucks and, and, and you got somebody in there that you know, was real ugly to you the last time. And so you're going to just let the God colors flow. And you drive by and you look in your rearview mirror and it looks like there's a rainbow. Oh, that's not going to be a rainbow, but I mean, there may be. He may just say, here. Anyway, God is not a secret to be kept. How many believe that today? We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, right? He didn't create us for that. Look at the next one. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God. By, read that again. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. See? But it, listen, listen. After the cross... The resurrection, the ascension, and it's finished. Now it's all about here. Now it's all about us. It's all about us. This is a song somebody sang. It's all about him. And I understand what they're saying. And I'm not, I'm not taken away from that. It is. But now he's saying, listen to me. I can't get this job done. I, I don't want what I accomplished to be trampled down and, and, and to be to be unvaluable in the earth. And the key to that, God's not going to do it through the donkeys. No, he's doing it through those who are created in his image. We're here to be like him and do what he says. And when you do what he says, we get the same results. We weren't here to be idle and just spectators of things that are going on. No. We're here to be effective on planet earth with what God put us here for. You know, and we talk about it a lot, but you know that God didn't have a plan for you just right before your parents, you know, made you. God had a plan for you before the foundation of the world. Not, not Adam and Eve, but before Adam and Eve. There was a board meeting, and there were three board members, Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. And they got together and they said, this is what we want to do with Bert. This is what we want to do with Tim. This is what we're going to do with Debbie and Vicki and Mike and on and on and everybody and Kate. And what's your name? Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> when I get up here, I forget names. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't forget names. You're Kirby. God had a plan before the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world. And you think he's not in to seeing that come to pass in our life? That's why. I don't care if you haven't been doing what he told you to do. Today's the best day. Father, uh, show me every day. Show me. Wake up every morning. Lord, show me what you want me to do and I'll do what you order. And what will happen is you will step by step, step into what he had planned for you before the foundation of the world. It doesn't matter where you're at now. It's where we end. That's all. That, that's, what, that's what matters. Can you say amen? Now, 1 Corinthians... 9 and verse 19, and we'll end with this. And I just feel, I, I just felt really led to read this to you today. And, I, and actually, I'm, it's not in that translation, in the Message Bible. 1 Corinthians um, 9 and verse 19 in the Message. And this, this, remember, 
What this Resurrection Day stands for and what it's about is the people that you come in contact with from this service on. See, you say, well, I came on Easter Sunday. Well, you know, if you don't like this message, you shouldn't have come. No, you should come. Because the seed of this word will get down in you. And, 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 and I'm, my, see, my faith is every time I preach the word, I believe that the words that I've spoken will not return void, but accomplish what they're set out to accomplish. may not be today. You may hear this one word go somewhere else, and you hear another word, and someone else plants, and someone else waters, but eventually God will bring the increase because of the power and the strength of his word. Can you say amen to that? And this is, this is, this is, uh, it, this really says it a lot different than it does like in a King James or a New King James or even an NIV. But this is, this is some f- fabulous wording. Even though, this is the Apostle Paul saying, even though I'm free of the demands and the expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to we- reach a wide range of people. I'm going to read that from the comma again. I have voluntarily become, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. So he gives a list of, uh, of a few of these, but then he says, whoever. Religious, non, religious people, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, you could say those that think they have it all together. You know, you could put any, you could put all kinds of people. He says, whoever. Next verse. I didn't take on their way of life. And, and, and think about this. You don't have to, you don't have to be like other people of the world because Jesus wasn't. But you have to learn to like them. I'm talking about the people you don't like. You don't have to be like them. You just have to learn to like them. I was told, well, you know, you have to love everybody, but you don't have to like them. You know, I'll love them. Oh, yeah, I don't want to be loved by you like that. Right? But I was told that early on in my Christian walk. Yeah, you got to love people, but you don't have to like them. And you don't have to like everything everybody does. You're never going to, you never find anybody like that. But you do have to like people. And they have to like you so that they'll like your God. They'll love your God. They'll fall in love with your God when they fall in love with you. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did all this because of the message. What message? I did all of this because of what he said. Paul's attitude at this point, he's been probably saved over 30 years at this point of the writing of this letter to the Corinthians. And after that period of time in his life, what he's saying is, I've come to this place, that first part of the verse, I've come to this place where I'm not under the pressure and expectations of people and all this stuff. But in other words, he's saying, I've learned to become all things to all people that I can win people. And when you, be, you, when you make up your mind, life is not going to be about you. It's going to be about others. Your whole 
perspective on this planet and what it's about will change. The greatest revelation I ever got was, life is not about me. <laughs> when I got that revelation deep in my heart, it changed everything I did. Amen. Changed everything about my whole entire life. Can you say amen? amen? So, I want you to think about that. And I encourage you, if you don't have a message Bible, if you download the Bible app, that has all the translations in there. If you don't have a message, I'd encourage you to meditate on that passage of Scripture, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 19 through 23 in the message. And ask God. Get yourself in a place where you're asking God, Lord, how do I sacrifice? How do I submit to your will and not my will? How do I change my will so that it's your will? Remember, it's not changing your will just to another human being's will. Okay? And human beings can help you, especially parents or people in places of authority. They can help you to do that. But if people want to control your life, it's incorrect. Now, now if you've got little children, you know, you're going to control them by the nap of their hair. You know, you're gonna, they're going to do exactly what you say. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about not controlling people to the point that they can't make decisions for themselves and hear God for themselves. Okay? Everybody needs help. I promise you. And we got a helper of the Holy Ghost, but you need help. So you need some skin sometime to help, help you, and you need to be able to submit something, and will you pray about this, and all those kind of things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you being able to wake up every day and develop your internal hearing. Because we're a spirit. We're not a soul. We're not a physical body. We live in a body. We have a mind, will, and emotions. But we were created in the image of God. That means we're spirit first. And there's some ears spiritually in there that need to hear from God. So we learn what to do day to day. I'm telling you, before your career and before your, your you know, uh, uh, some vocation that you have or anything else, you were created first and foremost to be a minister of reconciliation, reconciling people to God just by your life. So when you wake up in the morning, not worried and fretful about the job you're entering into, but you wake up in the morning, the first few minutes of the morning, thanking God for his greatness. God, what do you want me to do today? I want to learn how to submit in a greater way. I want to learn how to sacrifice for others in a greater way. And today, in my vocation and my job and the places that I go, show me how to touch people's lives. You may be at a work where they tell you, don't, don't talk about God here. Okay, so just smile. It's not a sin to smile, Right? And that smile could be what, I mean, if somebody sees you for six weeks to a year smiling at them every day, one day they're going to go, what's the deal with the smile? <laughs> okay, do you really want to know? Yeah, what, what are you smiling for? Sit down. That's how you get to them. Man, most of the time, leave it on other people. Don't shove, like, see, we, we, were, look, we were watching family reunion uh, slides last night. Oh my gosh, my brother and I, we, we, I, I didn't know if we were going to both make it out of that room. I mean, I, I almost lo lost it in, in, in where I couldn't breathe there for a minute. I was laughing so hard and looking at old pictures of us. But uh, there was one of those family reunions where uh, they didn't invite me. I mean, we were looking, and I'm thinking, yeah, you got, look like you all had a good time. I don't know. I wasn't there. You didn't invite me, and, and so I didn't get to come. And, but, but probably it was because none of them were saved at the time, and they didn't want to be around me. See? So I, I know what it was like to kind of shove that kind of stuff down people's throats until God got a hold of me and said, they, they're not, they can't receive what you've received. 
you got to just love them and let them be drawn and then you'll give them the things that they need when they need it and, and, and it'll, it won't be you trying to get them to think like you. Because see, you can, you can just love somebody and they'll, and they'll get saved and, and they may go in a totally different direction and do things that are totally different than the way you do it. All that matters is, is that they got it. That's all that matters. And I'm telling you today, that's all that matters with us. Everybody at the sound of my voice today, I'm telling you, that's what matters with us. Can you say amen?